You are listening to Sick Biz Buzz with me, Hillary Jastrom. Welcome back to Sick Biz Buzz, the sickest podcast empowering chronically ill and disabled entrepreneurs and the only podcast of its kind. As always, we thank our sister company, J Hill Marketing, for allowing us to exist. And we also want to welcome their new book editing division, Bookmark, which enables authors to publish their books while retaining their copyright and saving oodles on the publishing process. Contact J Hill mark.com for more details that's j hill mark with two l's for more details my guest today is jenny taylor the founder of jenny taylor boudoir that's my favorite word to say boudoir photography and the facebook page feel the positive which has over twelve thousand followers she is a thought leader and sparkle coach at Everything Jenny Taylor, a body-positive female empowerment goddess. Jenny believes everything is feasible in your life, and her drive is unmatched. Every time I'm on her Facebook page, I catch her adventures all over the world. I am so happy to introduce you to my special friend, Jenny Taylor. Welcome. Oh, oh my gosh. I literally almost just got tears in my eyes, and I felt this like big shock wave of a download from the universe. Thank you so much. That was so such a powerful introduction. Oh my goodness. I'm thank you so much for being here and you're welcome. I mean, it's just paying homage to who you are and what you're doing out there in the world every day. It, it's just amazing. Oh, thank you from the bottom of my heart for seeing it, recognizing it and just um, following along on this journey of life. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I want to talk about your journey of life because Every time I talk to you, you are more, what is it? What is it? You're, you're more dedicated to the transformation. You're more dedicated to honoring the energy. You just keep going deeper and deeper. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. Remember that clip so we can cut that out. No, no. We'll probably leave it in because people will laugh. That's fine. I'm fine. Yes, I um I'm all about, you know, I've I've owned this amazing Jenny Taylor Boudoir photography company for the last 10 years across the country in all these cities. And so about five years ago, I found myself in this really rock bottom place in this relationship I was in that led me into this amazing therapist's office. Um, I had been to multiple over my life and she, I, I was at like my wits end. And so <clears throat> she helped me, I call her my coach, transform my life into breaking down all of the things about myself that basically had been holding me back from living my absolute best fulfilled life. And so um, I love people. I love seeing them smile. That's what led me into being a photographer. And with this work, I've spent like over a quarter of a million dollars and five years in this specific teaching. And so now I love bringing that to all people um, to see them be able to transform. And um, and so just my goal is to have fun and live in a high level of integrity and really just see um, the best in people, whatever I can do for them. So let's talk about that. Now, you are a sparkle coach, and I've never heard that 
term before. What is that? Tell us. Oh, I love that. Okay. So I also then just started my other business called Sparkle Lifestyle and that encompasses, so my boudoir business is more transformational on the outside. And so the Sparkle Lifestyle is transformation on the inside. And so my tagline is let's find the parts of yourself that are maybe a little dusty so we can dust them off and I can help you sparkle again. So that's why, you know, there's so many coaches and quotes that are out there these days. And um, what, you know, what's different? What sets you apart? Why would people come choose to even look at you? What are you doing? And so, you know, sparkling to me is just being your best self, whatever that is, wherever people are at in their life. Um, we all have the opportunity every day to, you know, see the sun come out or see the silver lining, even if we live in negative 50 degrees in Chicago and it's dark out for days, you know, it's our own choice that we have as an individual and that we get to control our mindset. And so um, that's, I like to coach people. I don't love the word coach, but it's like so known now. I'm just a regular person like you or anybody else that wants to work with me that's just been through a lot of deep, dark stuff that I'm finally ready and have been like able to uncover. And I know how much pain I was in my whole life from so many traumatic things that have happened. And um, I held that pain in these ways that kind of like came out um, in my life uh, in these negative ways. And so when life starts falling apart or you feel stuck or you're in relationships or toxicity or whatever, it's like, hey, this isn't working anymore. How can I change this? And really a lot of people are just held back by this fear of change in itself. And I just decided, screw it. This is not working. I need to figure this out. And so that's what I just help other people with is all walks of life, all ages, um, that they just are like, I know there's something more, or I know that I could um, be more, feel more, or there's just more to life than what I have right now. And that's what I love to do for others. Yeah, that's really along the lines of what we're doing at SickBiz too, in terms of chronic illness and disability, is that we get trapped in a mindset. And some of us, I think, even hold on to anger mm -hmm. because it's comforting. Or we, you know, we get really uh, familiar with these emotions that aren't good for us. Or it's a, a link to a past that is comforting or whatever. So I think it's interesting that that this is the same type of work. And it exists everywhere. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Young, actually, old. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was going to say it's amazing that you just brought up anger because, you know, one thing about me or any person on the planet, I, I always feel like there's more to learn. And I would never say my life's not perfect. I'm not perfect. And no matter how much I coach other people, I still have work to do on myself. And anger has actually been my last emotion that I've been working on for myself. And I've done some really deep dives recently about anger and how I've covered anger my whole life, which stems all the way back to when I was like five, when my parents decided to get divorced. And I just buried it because it was such a painful feeling. But what happened is my whole life, when I feel angry, um, especially when it comes to business, I wanted to like interject this I've realized in the last couple of months that when I'm angry, what I do is I start a new business or I buy another house or I make a very <laughs> large investment, which has be has worked to my benefit as far as success goes. And I've been very successful monetarily and all of that in my life. Mm -hmm. um, but when I looked at it recently, last couple of months, 
I'm exhausted from running from this anger. And oh, I never wow. realized that. And so that's why recently I made a couple decisions. I've I had five businesses over 10 years. I just decided to close one of them and really focus more on is this anger serving me? And I realized it wasn't. And I think that that's just so important. Like, you know, it's valid to feel angry, just like every other emotion. But once these emotions kind of take over where you can't feel sparkly, or it's not, you know, working, it's working against you. Mm -hmm. Um, It's so important for all of us to recognize that and then do the deep dive through it to see, hey, why, where did this stop? Where was it frozen in time? Um, why, why did I get so affected? And a lot of times we just exile those parts of ourselves. And I would definitely think that, um, the entrepreneurs that have chronic disease, um, would be very angry because not, you know, not the why me, um, philosophy, but you know, why did this happen? And, and, or did I have something to do with it or fault or guilt or, mm-hmm. you know, how am I going to change my life to be sparkly and positive? Um, when these things are working kind of against you. And so it's super important to take that and be like, Hey, no, like you, like, how can I use this to Mm -hmm. help other people Mm -hmm. and change it into something, transform that negative feeling that we all have. That's so normal, no matter who it is listening to this. Um, and then how can we utilize that to learn from it, grow from it, and then change it into a silver lining. Absolutely. It, it is so important to look at your life and say, and I love that you gave the, the question to ask, which is how is this serving you? Mm-hmm. So you can actually ask that of yourself right now. People listening, asking that of yourself. How is this serving me? How is being angry and holding on to the person that I thought I was going to be serving me? Yep. You, have to be, you have to be honest when you answer that question. And it's really, really hard. The thing, the reason why people feel stuck and don't reach out for help is because we are all scared of the stories that we already know we have inside of us. So the trauma that I've experienced is the worst possible thing that I personally can go through. Whereas your worst trauma wouldn't affect me like it would for you. And so we know all those stories and it's, um, yes. And so how does this story serve you anymore? And do you want to learn from it? And do you want to unpack it? But it's hard work. And so I think that, it's important. And I feel like it would just make our society so much more whole and grounded and empathetic and compassionate towards each other. If we all did some sort of this work on some level um, to figure ourselves out to be the best we can. Yeah. And two schools of thought there. Um, I wonder if you can turn me down on your end. I think we're getting some feedback. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. But two schools of thought there. And the first is that we're exploring whether anger is actually emotion or if it's or if it's a reaction to fear that's the first thing and then the second thing is that i think there's a touch of arrogance in holding on to the why me mentality mm-hmm. 
you know what I'm saying? Like, why would this be me? Um, I was supposed to be the one who was protect out of everybody in the entire world. Why me? And it, you know, and I've started saying, why not me? Yep. Why wouldn't it be you? Absolutely. And and honestly, you can look at it like a gift that um, you've been given this special thing in life that maybe not everybody else has, but that, um, you know, what can you do with this information to help others? And um, yeah, and that's more of the ego, of course, of the why me. I used to feel that way years and years ago um, when things, you know, traumatic would happen. Why me? But really, I feel like we all pull situations into our life sometimes and we're giving given certain things so that we can sparkle and we can help others and um, and to try to change all people's mindsets. And as far as anger goes, um, you know, there's five main emotions that we all feel and joy, bad, sad, angry, and fearful. Those are all the five emotions. So if anyone says like, I feel disappointed, it's actually an umbrella for at least one or two other real emotions, those five underneath. So, um, interesting anger is, is a very valid, um, feeling to have. Um, and fear is its own feeling in itself. Um, and normally when, when people say they feel anxiety or stress, it's when two of those harder type of negative emotions come together and they can't separate them and they can't figure out, do I feel fear? Like they feel fearful and angry. So they feel, um, anxiety or stress when in reality, angers its own and fears its own. And those can definitely stand by themselves. And if you don't wrap them up together to cripple you, um, that's when, like, that's what this work does is be able to free you from that, like cripple of stress and anxiety. Wow. That's amazing because I didn't know there were those five main emotions. And I think that's super key for people identifying. So because you're right, it does get all muddy. Well, I'm disappointed. Well, I'm afraid. Well, I'm, you know, whatever the case is, I, I, I feel too proud to do this or whatever the case is. Like it's all, it all goes back to those five emotions. So if we can tap into those five emotions, mm -hmm. then we can really start to do some of that deep transformative work. Yes. And it's just very hard. I, when I went in five years ago, I had paralyzing anxiety and I walked in the door because back then I would say I was, I was in this very negative, emotionally abusive relationship. And I didn't know what that was because I'd never really been in it before. So the person I was with, I thought I was living in like a real movie. And so when I walked in, she said, well, like, okay, let's put him aside and let's just talk to you. And I'm like, well, I'm here because of him. And he's the, he's the reason. <laughs> and, um, and she's like, okay, I get it. But like, let's, like, how do you feel? And I said, Oh, I feel funny. And she goes, well, funny isn't an actual feeling. And I said, yes, it is. That's what I've been my whole life. I feel funny. And she goes, well, what else? And I said, anxious. And she goes, okay. And, um, you know, well, if you'd like to change that, would you? I said, yeah, but listen, Judy, I'm like, I have blonde hair and blue eyes. I'm like, you'll never, we'll never change anxiety. And what I learned was, um, through all of this work, she said, please come to me for, for nine hours. And I promised that if you do what I ask you to, that you will find um, that you possibly could break this paralyzing anxiety that you have. And what I linked it to was when I was little, when my parents got divorced, and this is hours and hours and days worth of work, um, my anxiety was tied to my 
mother and father arguing. And I was like playing with my Barbies when I was six and they were in the hall, like screaming and fighting. And so right then it went from, I was like a six-year-old joyful child to my first set of negative feelings or the ones that are harder to deal with. And I was angry. I couldn't help them sad because I didn't want them fighting. And I was fearful of what was going to happen next. And so no one taught me back then how to feel So I wrapped fear, anger, and sadness all up into this tight little ball that I didn't want to feel those other things. And I just put it on as my protection. And so throughout my life, whenever I was triggered, feeling fearful, anger, and sadness, I couldn't tell you that. And so instead, I would just throw this shield of armor on of this anxiety where I couldn't speak in public. I would never be able to do this podcast with you. I truly don't know how I lived. And so um, it's, I forgot why I was just getting on this tangent, but, um, you know, walking in five years ago with her, it's just so important to be able to, that, that it's not anybody else's fault of why we're at where we're at. It's our own opportunity to live our best life. It is. And I think sometimes people interpret that as victimization where they go, oh, but you're putting it back on me when I was the one who was victimized or whatever, when I was the one who was traumatized. And it's not that. It's, it's, it's not that we're saying, you know, it's your fault and blah, 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 that this all happened. But it's your responsibility yes. to move forward or not. Yeah. It's your responsibility, what you decide to do with it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so I would say one of my other protections was playing the victim up until five years ago and really seeing that. And so I, I would blame other people for my reactions or my feelings when I never really was, I never knew how to feel. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, when you when you get to take your own responsibility for, hey, I obviously was in this situation for a reason. What's it teaching me? And how? what am I going to do with this information now? And really changing your whole perspective of that. And so that could not only fall in like a romantic relationship, but your family dynamics, you know, like families sometimes could be dysfunctional. And, um, it, you know, we only can control ourselves. That's all we can do. And so- yeah this information is so valuable and positive because once you can control yourself, you're not going to want to control everyone else or every other situation because you're just good with how you are inside. Yes. And I don't know about you. Well, actually, I think I do know this, but I don't want that job of trying to control other people. I'm not even interested in that job. It is exhausting. Mm-hmm. And then and then to wrap up some sort of expectation in it. Totally. That somebody, you know, it's like for get it. And there's a pain, like, isn't there a pain in that realizing that because that means you are surrendering to that person in a way and saying, it's up to you to meet me halfway, or it's up to you to meet me all the way. Like, I, I can't do that for you. So I have to trust in your feelings mm-hmm. and that you're going to take care of me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes they won't. And that's scary. And that is scary. And that's when you make the decision that if, you know, not everyone changes, not everyone wants to change, not everyone's going to, not everyone's going to do the work. And, you know, it is scary kind of, I remember um, one of the things that Judy taught me was, you know, if you were on like a teeter totter and you were, you know, parallel or, you know, uh, what am I thinking? Like 
equal distance on either side of each other on the, from the ground. When one person decides to change, the teeter-totter kind of goes up. So the other person has to go down or up. So you you either, when you start changing, the teeter-totter starts moving. And sometimes, unfortunately, not all people on the other side of your whole life will make it through to the other side when you do the work on yourself. Um, they yeah. become scared when people start changing. Um, best friends, family members, relationships, kids, they, they all notice that people are changing and they say, well, I can't control this person how I used to, or this activity of sedation doesn't work anymore with this person. So it's like, it was sad five years ago to realize that that could be something that not all people are going to like kind of make this through with me to the end, but I needed to do what was best for myself to live my best life. Absolutely. And it's, I think it's interesting what you've chosen, like everything that you've chosen to do all comes together and it all makes sense together. And I think that's especially true of the boudoir photography mm-hmm. because it really celebrates every type of woman. So how did you get to that passion? Oh my goodness. So my grandma, who is my idol, who I know you know very well. Grammy, hi! (laughs) I know you were her editor. You guys, anybody who's listening, my grandma just turned, she's going to be 90. She did, just released her first book that Hillary helped, I Believed You. And I'm so proud of her. Had four book signings. And then also um, was a client at my boudoir photography company and wore a black dress at the age of 85 years old. And um, amazing. She actually bought me a camera when I was eight, a little pink Kodak camera. And I was in such a sad place, you know, back then and feeling terrible that I remember when she bought me the camera and I took it out and I don't remember who I took a picture first of, but whoever it was, they smiled. And I was so sad that it made me happy to see other people happy. And so that's where this love of photography actually came from. And so I started my business about 10 years ago. I was doing really well in sales at these other companies and living the life and I just decided something just like came and said, you need to be a photographer. And so I told everybody in my life and everybody said, oh my gosh, you're crazy. Why would you leave this job? You're making such good money. There's so many other photographers and everything they said kind of just like went straight over my head. And I was like, I'm not listening to any of you. I'm doing this because I don't know where it's coming from, but I have to do it. And so, Mm -hmm. um, so I bought the camera and I told my best friend, Hey, what should I take pictures of? And she's like, how about me and some like, like lingerie? And I remember like my face getting so red and I was so embarrassed. I'm like from this little like cornfield town in Chicago. And I'm like, my, my grandma's a librarian. My mom's a first grade school teacher. I was like, oh my God, I'm not doing that. And she goes, no, like pretty like Victoria's Secret style. And I was like, okay. I'm like, that sounds like I could, could try to do it. And so after six months, I'd photographed like a hundred women and my, my boudoir phone started ringing more than my, my, um, old company's phone and my sales. And I remember right then thinking to myself, I have an opportunity right now that might not come along again. And so I, I quit my company with literally no money at all. And I just started off on this track. And so when I started, I would put, I, Gosh, Facebook business pages were like new back then. And so I oh, started yeah. <laughs> posting. So I my thing was, if you're over 21 and you're a woman, you're welcome into the studio. And so I was very cautious of putting clients' photos up. I only always put them up if they wanted me to. And so I remember putting this one client's photo up. She was probably 45. 
And I had a real photographer in quotes reach out to me and say, why did you post this photo of this woman in lingerie? And I said, what do you mean? She's one of my clients. And he was like, well, the only way you're going to be popular and get business is if you put up basically like Victoria's Secret looking models. And I thought, I go, well, I was very like offended, but I also didn't even think of that prior to posting this client. Like I was, I was just posting anybody who wanted to be up there. And so right then I realized I have an opportunity right now that if all the other real photographers and quotes think that they need to put a certain looking type of woman up, I just want to offer this to all people. And so right then I decided all women are welcome, all ages, race, races, skin color, ethnicity, religion, like whatever, everyone's welcome. And um, I also really changed the word boudoir um, to say, this is more of a female empowerment experience where women do, do not have to, you don't have to wear lingerie to get a confidence booster. You can wear a pretty dress and come in and get this same awesome experience and gorgeous photos. And so that's really what made my company so different at the beginning. And, um, and so, yeah, having my grandma at 85, she's my most mature client and mm-hmm. we've had like 3,500 women across the country. And now, like, I'm so proud we have studios in Chicago, Nashville, Laguna beach. And, um, so I, um, yeah, really just welcome everybody in where they're at. And so, um, you know, I, I've learned along the way, I didn't really foresee what, I didn't plan on being a boudoir photographer. I didn't know that when people call me to book these beautiful, the most beautiful photos they're ever going to get in their life, that they also are going to get this mini confidence boost and empowerment experience, which is so powerful. Um, what, well, and how does that come about? How does that empowerment come about from having a session with you. What is the transformation that's taking place? You know, I've designed this company and this experience to be very unique, five-star. When they come in, most all the clients get their full hair and makeup done with my girls who are licensed professionals that some of them have worked with me almost nine years. So they stay forever. They're just amazing women. And, um, and, and part of that, like coming in, number one, 95% of women are nervous excuse me, about doing this type of a shoot, no matter if they're bringing in a dress or not. So that yeah. that nervous feeling when they pull in our parking lot, I've heard this for years, is like, oh, I just want to turn around and go home now. Like, I can't do this. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's part of um, stepping outside your comfort zone, you know, doing a bucket list item. So I think once they cross the threshold of the building, they think, okay, at least I'm here. Like picking up the phone was like the hardest part. And then walking in the door is next. And so Anything that we have as far as like fear goes, um, if you can fly, that's my new word, if you can fly over it or step over it, usually what's on the other side of fear is going to be some sort of a mini transformation. And so I just realized that recently to explain it that way. And um, and then hair and makeup and my girls are so real and regular and they're just, they've all been previous clients. So they know what the client's experiencing. It's very private Mm -hmm. and nobody's like watching and where it's very safe. There's no men. So women just really feel like, Hey, this is a day for me. It's kind of like a spa day in a different way. Um, And so when they leave, it's amazing. They're like ready to walk out the door after this shoot and this day. And they look at us and they're like, 
oh my gosh, and I get these photos. And that years ago is when I realized, wow, this is so much more than these photos. This is this experience. And women come in all walks of life. And the reasons they come in are so wide range. I mean, it's, I'm getting married, I'm getting divorced. I just got a diagnosis for a disease or I beat a disease. I escaped an abusive relationship. I'm in one and I want to try to like find myself again. I just finished having kids. I had my first kid. I just found out I'm pregnant. I mean, the list is so long of reasons that women come in really just to take the day to celebrate themselves. It's personal every single time, isn't it? It's not like, well, it was a Tuesday and I thought I'd swing in. Like there's something that is really personal Absolutely. about what's bringing them in. And you're, so you are celebrating that transformation. So how many shoots do you have a day then? We only do one, max two a day. In the summer, it's a little brighter because we use natural sunlight. So we shoot in the morning. Um, oh, but our, our Naperville studio outside of Chicago has been, it's going on 10 years and I'm so proud of it. I hate using the word proud, but I really am proud of this company because it's a five-star business across every city. And Every single woman, including all the way up to my 85-year-old grandma, just Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of them for taking the chance, including all the girls that work with me on my team because they were all clients once as well. And it's just like this amazing group of women that really want to live their best life. And so that has just been this, like, gosh, this gold in my my heart that I never realized, I never realized I was going to get so much out of just wanting to see people smile. This took a turn where I feel like God in the universe gave me this opportunity to do this for people. And then when I, you know, finished my therapy about two years into it, or I still go, but uh, that's when I really realized how to do the work on my own. Um, I remember sitting in my her office and she said, Jenny, I know you're going to go do something with this information and this experience that you just lived through. And I remember sitting there like, I am Judy and I'm going to go help every woman know that they are good enough and that they have the ability to transform their life and change it. And so that's what I've been doing these last three years. So I feel like my boudoir company is the transformation on the outside, even though you get this awesome confidence empowering boost that can last a while, but it's not like a full transformation as far as the internal, you know, human that we are. And then this new company is able to really transform and make you sparkle from the inside. So I feel like both of these companies together, now I just say I transform women from the inside out. Oh, I love love that that so much. much. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So I always feel like, you know, women will say, or people will say to me in business, um, oh, so do your, like I host these things called sparkle retreats. And so that's where we find these parts of ourselves that are holding back um, to sparkle again. And so a lot of business people will say, oh, and then do you do a boudoir shoot at your retreat? And I said, no, I keep the businesses totally separate because there's still this stigma of the word boudoir. Mm-hmm. And and it's fine. It'll probably always be there because of what else is on the market. So if you scanned the country or the world for boudoir, you're going to find a lot of nudity, a lot of like really dark shadowed photos, which are beautiful in themselves, but it's not something we do. So it's almost like I had to re-educate the population to say, yeah, boudoir's in there because it's fun and cool. But on the other hand, please bring in your jeans and a turtleneck if you want to. 
Um, yes. And so, yes. but I also don't want to force my women who are coming to my retreats to find that internal sparkle to feel like they have to do a photo shoot. And I also don't want people that are coming in for an external photo shoot um, to have to do this like major transformational challenging work if they're not ready. That's basically, so I don't combine them technically. Well, that's so respectful because they they are so incredibly different. Mm -hmm. And you can't force somebody into making changes. They have to come to you with it and say, I'm ready for this. And I'm ready for this outside. I'm ready for this inside. Maybe once they're done with the outside, they're going to come back to you and say, wow, that was such an experience. Now I want to do some more work. So that's exactly what happened. Um, I'm The reach in Chicago is just amazing. I've been here for so long. So we have like 200 and some thousand women in our database. And so when I started Sparkle Lifestyle, I just literally sent it to my own internal um, network and we were booked within like a month for the Sparkle Retreat. And But then also the women that we just finished a Sparkle Retreat in Nashville, almost all those women have now come in for a boudoir shoot. So it kind of goes hand in hand. I think both of these businesses that I own are very vulnerable types of businesses. They are not for the light of heart. And so I, you know, understand that. And I think once people work with my company, either one of them, they say, I trust Jenny that she is trying her hardest to do her best she can and protect us through the process. Um, and let, like, I let them shine through it. And so I think you need to feel comfortable. And that's why they're like, okay, well, what's she doing now? Like, I'll come, you know, (laughs) or I'll come here. And so um, I love being able to do that for people. And um, so I feel like I'm here when, when women are ready and they'll find us when they need us. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's it's important important to them, them, like we talked about, let them come to you. Well, I want to thank you for being on the show. And um, I'm just so glad that we were able to make this work. I know you're incredibly busy. We have the common love of your Nana, my Grammy. Uh, And thank you for sharing her with me because that is amazing. She loves you so much. So I guess you must be my... (laughs) My like distant um, cousin, I guess. I think, yeah, I think we are. We're officially related now. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Well, it's just it's just so awesome having you on, and I'm thank you for all your support and everything, and and sharing these parts of you that um, you know when you're in, you're such a positive person. I think people forget that you have real pain. They forget you know, that, that you've been through things. That is so true. And just to leave anybody who's listening to this that, yes, I'm a photographer. I have the most beautiful photos across the world. I know how to edit. They look great. But in the inside, is those are just photos in one part of my life. And yes, I am positive and learned how to shift my mindset. But really who I am is this real person that is able to understand these feelings. And life is not perfect. And so... Um, social media can give people the illusion that, oh, she's living this best life. And I am, but it's also with a lot of work underneath that is, is able to, I'm able to shine through. Yes. Able to shine through. That's beautiful. (laughs) Absolutely. That just describes you right there. Like if there is a mantra, that's what it is. So much for having me on. It was so awesome talking to you and your audience. And, um, 
I'm excited to meet you, my my distant cousin. I know. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <clears throat> Able to shine through, fly over fear, and what is on the other side is transformation. These are just two phrases that you can put in your head to start your own transformation. Jenny Taylor is the consummate believer in herself, in you, and in all people. Every day she strives to make the world a more loving place by shifting the consequences of the negative to allow for teaching moments in her life and the lives of everyone she touches. Her Facebook page and her coaching are a commitment that she makes to improve the world the way she knows how. I literally don't think I've ever had a more positive guest on this show. Tap into what she shared today. Look for that silver lining. It is there in your life. No matter what you're going through, it is there. Start with gratitude. We all have something to be grateful for. To contact Jenny, please head on over to Instagram at everything Jenny Taylor so you can start sparkling again. Before I let you go, let me ask you, do you have the SickBiz app on your phone? This is the tool to give you access to our job board, the podcast, blog posts from warriors just like you who are making a living while navigating health challenges. It's easy to access. Simply text SICKBIZ to 36260. That's it for this week's episode of Sick Biz Buzz. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, be well.